This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 610 presents... Seth Payne and Sean Pendergast. We coming to eighth time. Let's get the work in, man. Let's go. Hey. Oh, yeah. It's our last one. We got to make it count. Football Friday. Big game coming up Sunday. NFL honors last night. Texans took home some hardware. Unfortunately, it's not a Hall of Fame bust in Canton. We'll get to that. They took home the Golden Scepter, though. We'll get to that a little later. Congrats to Damian Pierce. Angriest run of the year. As we welcome you in on a Football Friday. The Rockets shuffled their entire roster yesterday. That was interesting. John, oh, Wall, yeah. John Wall is back. <laughs> yeah, what the, how does John Wall feel about John Wall being back? My guess is John Wall is getting a buyout of some sort. I would be very surprised if uh, be very surprised if John Wall suited up in a Rockets uniform. They also picked up Danny Green somewhere along the way as well in all these trades. I'm guessing he's not going to suit up either for the Rockets. So, um, yeah, so big day yesterday. Uh, as we welcome you in on a football Friday, Sean Pendergast, Seth Payne. Good morning. How are you, my friend? How you feeling? I feel great. Yeah. Um, other than Andre Johnson not getting in because a smurf of a linebacker was able to run around and make a bunch of tackles and because a zone cover cornerback uh, in Rondé Barber uh, made the Hall of Fame. I, I'm honestly, if one of the other receivers had gotten in uh, or a couple of the other receivers had gotten in over Andre Johnson – I would have said, all right, look, I disagree, but so be it. But uh, I'd look, and I know Zach Thomas and Rondé Barber were closing in on the end of their eligibility. If Andre Johnson somehow doesn't get in in, in this year, Rondé Barber and Zach Thomas got in in front of him, this will be a, a day that goes down in infamy. This will be um, – this would be a miscarriage. It would be uh, really, really bad. Yeah, I mean, look, Andre Johnson's Andre Johnson's a better football player than both of those guys. That, that's uh, you have that opinion. It sounds like I have that opinion. I think people with a working set of eyes. And this this is the tricky thing about the Hall of Fame because they were obviously we're talking about guys who are inherently great football players. Yeah, so, you got to crap on some really good football. Yeah, players. yeah, but yeah. but but Andre's our guy. Andre's our guy. And here's my concern, Seth. This is my concern. And if you missed it, the five the five players, modern era players that are going into the Hall of Fame in this class, Joe Thomas, Darrell Rivas, this was their first time on the ballot, and I think this has been penciled in for five years for both of these guys. So that's no surprise there. DeMarcus Ware, I think a lot of people were surprised he didn't get in last year. He got in. And then the other two are Zach Thomas and Rondé Barber, both really good football players who've been on the ballot and have been finalists multiple times before. And as Seth pointed out, they were kind of reaching the end of the line here for either, you know, either get in or get out. So they got in. The thing that concerns me about this for Andre Johnson is that he's on the ballot the last couple years with Tory Holt and Reggie Wayne, who are approaching a similar part of their candidacy that Zach Thomas and Rondé Barber were in. They yeah. play the same position as Andre Johnson. 
So I would think they're in front of Andre Johnson in line. Because as we've seen with Rondé Barber and Zach Thomas, it's not always the best players who get in. It's the really good players sometimes who've been on the ballot for a long time and people think might deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. I think Torrey Holt, this message sent to me is that Torrey Holt and Reggie Wayne, who have been finalists multiple times as well, are probably going to get in before Andre, even though I think Andre's a better player, was a better yeah. player than both of them. And the problem now is you start to see, you look at the, the next few classes and there's each class has one or two like no-brainer first ballot guys that are already taking up spots. Like Julius Peppers is going to be on the ballot. Drew Brees is going to be on the ballot. Larry Fitzgerald, who everybody thinks is a first ballot Hall of Famer, who I think Andre was better than Larry Fitzgerald, but people love Larry Fitzgerald. He's coming up for it. So I'm, I'm worried that Andre might have to wait a whole lot longer than we thought. He might have to wait. And I, it, it, like what you said with some of the guys who are slam dunks, if you look at you know J.J. Watt and... Tom Brady are obviously first ballot guys five years from now. I think that um, I think if anything, we need to have a grassroots effort at keeping some of these guys from from retiring just yet. This is uh, I you know we're going to kind of play the opposite of the Supreme Court game when you're hoping that various people will retire. <laughs> it did various times. Um, I, I think that you'll do this with uh, we, we want guys to keep going as long as possible. Mm-hmm. So. Like Aaron Rodgers can't retire this year. He can't come out of his darkness retreat and retire. We need to hire some Guatemalans uh, to to whisper into his darkness right, retreat right. down there. Like, look, Aaron will think it's subliminal messages or uh, a sign from the universe or any or something. But it'll actually be just some Guatemalans that we've paid off to uh, <laughs> to tell him to go back and play at just, Green Bay. Just whisper to him. Year. Whisper to yeah. him in the dark, please. Yes. If JJ goes and does a darkness retreat, we'll hire the same Guatemalans to tell him that. He needs to sign back up with a a playoff contender at the end of the season. Yes, what well, we need to do more imminently. I'm looking at the actual uh, new entrants coming up in the next few years each year. So we yeah. need to send Julius Peppers to Guatemala to get whispered to because uh, okay. he comes up next year. He's a first ballot guy. 2025, Luke Keekley. We need to send Keekley to Guatemala to okay. get whispered to. 2026. Drew Brees and Larry Fitzgerald are both in that class. Um, okay, so Drew Brees is the first ballot. Larry yeah. Fitzgerald, if based on all these other receivers, he shouldn't be, but yeah. yeah 2027, like Adrian Peterson, Rob Gronkowski. Um, oh, okay. These are a lot of spots that are getting taken up. I, dude, I'm, I, yeah. I'm not lying. I'm starting to get concerned that Andre's not going to get in before JJ gets in. Andre, uh, honestly, though, this is where I, I at some point, we got to hold McLean's feet to the flames on this. Like Rondé Barber, are, are you kidding me? Like Rondé Barber, yeah, in over Andre Johnson, yeah. I, I just, I, I don't, I, like, shouldn't you be looking at the crew? Shouldn't you be looking at all of the people and just genuinely be saying, okay, who's definitely worthy of the Hall course, of Fame? Of course, course, and not be worried about all this other stuff. I Zach Thomas, I'm torn on because, uh, you know, he was very, very productive and he was recognized as one of the best linebackers for a, a bunch of the years. Five-time first-team All-Pro. There is a little bit of a, a compiling element to what Zach Thomas did as opposed to like a true, like, oh, wow, he just destroyed the offense. He he ran around a lot and made a lot of plays. He was very, very active. Um, but I don't think he was the same. Neither of those guys had nearly the same impact uh, you know, on a play-by-play basis, or struck fear in the heart of the opponent. That's the big thing. That yes. Johnson did. That's the big thing. Like, did did are these guys that kept opposing coaching staffs up at night? How many guys 
bowed out of a game versus either Zach Thomas or Rondé Barber versus how many cornerbacks maybe had a little bit of a, a mild ankle sprain and were like, ah, oh, it's awful. I can't, it's too much pain. Lay on. I can't it's go. broken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I don't know if I've ever felt pain like this. Yeah. And they got the Andre Johnson flu. I think yeah. a lot more, a lot more. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm concerned this is going to take a lot longer than we thought than than we thought it could um, over these next few years, but hopefully not the case. I'm, I mean, it bums me out. I wonder how Andre feels about it too. The Texans did get some hardware though. We'll talk about this a little later on in the hour. Damian Pierce won his angry angry runs award, so that was good. They won, so he won a scepter. Literally, Kyle Brandt handed him the scepter. At yeah. his seat at the NFL Honors last night. Oh, he went night. up to his seat and did Yeah, it? yeah. Like almost I was like... going to stay up and watch last night, but I, I passed out so early. <laughs> I, didn't, I, I was asleep. It was like on late. It was, I mean, it started it's at 8 not, o'clock, yeah. which yeah. is, I mean, I know people are like, 8 o'clock is late. Okay, boomer. Okay, old people head. on a schedule. Right. What, is, what, what about, did, like, Pat Mahomes and those guys, did, did they go? or did they, I don't know. I, I doubt yeah. if you're on I, I doubt if you're on one of the two Super Bowl teams you were there. I, I didn't yeah. watch it either. I, I watched the Damian Pierce. I watched the video of Damian Pierce winning the Golden Scepter this morning. Full disclosure. Awesome if Mahomes was there just drunk off his ass. Oh, yes. <laughs> Screaming in that Kermit voice. Come get some, huh? Him and his brother and his wife. Oh. Just a mess. Yeah. They're harassing people, yeah. goosing, goosing people on their way up to the. <laughs> he did win the MVP last night, Patrick Mahomes, for those just waking up. So, um, Oh, and uh, D'Amico Ryan's one assistant coach of the year. So we're going to count that. I know he got it That's as a member of the 49ers, but we're counting. He's officially an employee of the Texans. That's our award now. I feel like D'Amico didn't have quite enough time to influence the Hall of Fame vote since it would have been in. Dude. The Hall of Fame vote was in before D'Amico was named co- head coach, yes, correct? Yes, it sure So the was. final vote was already in. Yeah. The hay was in the barn. Yep. The, uh, so so D'Amico wa- wasn't able yet to have influence on this. Right. I feel like with one year on the job, uh, D'Amico will have this taken care of by next season. John's gonna br- John McClain's going to bring D'Amico on the big Zoom call and help, help him present next year. I know yeah. I presented Andre last year and the year before, but I got a new twist this year. Say hello to my friend D'Amico. <laughs> go ahead and try to... Try to- just go ahead and try to find any fault with anything that D'Amico says. You can't. It's impossible. impossible. I'm a little bit nervous at this point that the honeymoon is so strong that uh, there's almost no place to go but down yeah. in terms of people's estimation of D'Amico. Including just... even if he wins even if he wins uh, the three Super Bowls in a row, yep. there's something right now where it's all he there's uh, there's he can do no wrong. At some point, he's going to make a decision that you don't agree with yes. or that is unpopular with you. At that point, you got to decide whether you're a true believer or not. Yep. You know? Yep. What do you believe in? Science? No, I believe in D'Amico. D'Amico. Okay? Yep. All right, because I have faith. Yes, Church of D'Amico. All right, um, we're off and running on a uh, football Friday. Payne and Pendergast with you. So, yeah, if you're just waking up, Andre Johnson did not get into the Hall of Fame this, this go-around. Um, and the Rockets. Let's get into the Rockets next because – Sometimes you get a tweet about a trade that gets made and you roll your eyes. Sometimes you get one and you just laugh. And when this happened yesterday, I was so excited at the thought that this guy might suit up for the Rockets again. Let's revisit. Let's go in the Wayback Machine and revisit things that were said very recently about the Rockets by John Wall, the newest Rocket, next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Payne and Pendergast with you. All right, so the Rockets made a bunch of trades yesterday. I don't need to bore you with all the details of who, you know, what they got back and this and that. Um, they're they're still shuffling the deck with the Rockets right now. I think the big the big stories yesterday, Seth, are Eric Gordon finally got paroled. He finally got he fi- he's been looking to get out for a while. He's been red in Shawshank, sitting down in front of the board, saying, "Can I finally get out now?" And each time at the trade deadline, the last two years, they junk they stamped his card like rejected. You are still yeah, a Rocket. Been- He's been super cool about it. Yes, yes. You know, he hasn't gone all Brandon Cooks or anything. He's not. He's he's, the, he's not. But his body language would seem to indicate that he sure does want to. Okay, <laughs> fine. You talking about that flagrant foul at the end of last night's game? Flagrant. <laughs> yeah, that's his parting gift: that a foul his... on a three pointer to lose the game. <laughs> he almost rubbed up against the dude. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, that was. A, he couldn't even flagrantly foul him. He had to, to get a bad brush call up against, against him. him. Yeah. So so Eric Gordon is now a Los Angeles Clipper, and through that whole – and they traded Garrison Matthews and Bruno Fernando. They're both gone. 
This all happened, I guess, while they were getting ready to get on the plane to go to Miami. <laughs> yeah, you get a, you had, I know you had a little bit of uh, advance warning on this. Yeah. So they were. Did they tell? Did they go on and yank him off the I plane? I don't know if so they like, pulled him. You, yeah, you. I, I don't know if it was like TSA coming in and you know grabbing somebody. But they, the old school, yeah. uh, the old school hijacks. You know, back right. when planes still got hijacked. Right. Um, because they never will again. Never, uh, never. <laughs> uh, no, I'm serious. Like, it's a, it's a, it used to be a val- It used to be a pretty good tactic. Yeah. Um, but now, like anybody that tries to hijack a plane, knows that they're they're going down. You're going down. God bless America, mm-hmm. sons of bitches. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, like, but they just so you don't know if they got them before they got on the plane. Or I not. think they were all they out just, there getting ready to you know getting yeah. ready to head to Miami. I don't know if they were on the tarmac or if they were yeah. sitting in their seats. I don't have that degree of detail. But the timing of it was such. And my guess is that's probably. A pretty normal occurrence in the NBA because of the, what time teams normally leave to go somewhere and the trade deadlines in the middle of the afternoon. But it was—it's probably always a pretty striking visual. Say goodbye to your, say goodbye to your teammates. Say goodbye to your, t- say goodbye to everything you know and <laughs> That's love. That's right. Hold dear. That's right. You're off to somewhere new. Yeah. We're not even going to tell you. And then they put a bag over their heads. That's right. And, yes, so, right. Um, yeah. Remind me of the destinations again. Uh, so <clears throat> Eric Gordon is going to uh, the Clippers. So good for Eric Gordon. That's a team that's got some talent, can make some noise. Um, Garrison Matthews, Bruno Fernando are going to Atlanta. Last I checked, you know how these things go. They get traded one place and on the deadline, they get shipped off in another deal sometimes. Um, The big story, and I don't know that he ever even suits up for the Rockets, but just seeing the tweet that John Wall is back with the Rockets. If you recall, this was John Wall's opinion of the Rockets a few weeks ago. On a um, on a podcast, when you got traded to the Rockets, talk about the Rockets experience. Trash. I already know. I know. Beyond trash. Yeah. Well, welcome back mm. to the welcome back to the landfill, John Wall. <laughs> I know John Wall was uh, contributing to turning things around with his forty games in two thousand twenty, and yep. his. Let me see. Hold on a second. Let me add all this up in the stat column. Uh, the zero games in 2021. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, John Wall, I still can't. I can't. I, I can take what John Wall said about the Rockets and say, yeah, that makes sense. They do have to work on some things. But I can't accept that he didn't apparently ever see himself as part of the solution. Right. It was more just that, okay, I was uh, unfortunate to be thrust into this awful situation and ever the same it shall be. Yep, yep. So this was John Wall. Now, when you and I were talking about this a few weeks ago, um, I I thought at the time John Wall, there there was some validity to some of the things he was saying, I thought, in that podcast. I mean, you call an organization trash, like, okay, I mean, that's – that feels personal. I, you know, I'm not going to go down that road. <laughs> that feels <laughs> right. Unless it's I mean, some lingo that kids are using. Yeah, these days. yeah, yeah. Like that's not. Yeah, right, right. Um, yeah, it's not the equivalent of when they started calling like dudes that were really good at things bad back in the day, or when they say something sick and that's actually a compliment. Yeah. No, trash is trash. Um, but I, I did think when he said this about the organization, which again makes this reacquisition kind of interesting, at least on paper. Um, I thought there was some validity to this that he said. It's just a bad organization right now. Mm-hmm. Like, they got to fix some shit around. But, like, I always talk to Jalen Green, Kevin Porter, mm-hmm. KJ. I'm like, yo, don't get adjusted to this losing shit. It's not how the league is. Yeah. But at the same time, I had to tell them, like, this shit y'all getting away with over here, you go to any other teams, you'd be out the f- league. You'd be like, you wouldn't play. You're not playing. You wouldn't play. No facts. So I'm trying to explain that to them because they think it's sweet. And I'm like, if you ever get traded and go somewhere else, you're going to be like, this motherfucker was right. Yeah, so I, I here's the thing, Seth. I don't know that 
Jalen Green necessarily got that message. I don't know if he was listening when John Wall <laughs> was saying that to him and trying to kind of strike fear into him about getting complacent with the losing because here was Jalen Green yeah. after a catastrophic loss to the Sacramento Kings the other night. Things just didn't go our way at the end, but it was super fun, competitive. Everyone was playing hard. Um, I think we had a really solid bounce that game from last game. You know, we was talking about coming out with effort and stuff like that. Reason coach was mad. Um, I think I think we answered back for that. It did. It, it felt like it felt like John Wall had said, "Hey guys, I know we usually only go to McDonald's after wins, but it was such a good effort that." Happy meals for everybody on yeah. the way home, you know? This is, uh, you guys deserve it. Yeah. You guys deserve it. Yeah, yeah. I don't, th- I don't think he was listening when John Wall told him the things he said he told him back in the day. Hmm. You, uh, you know, the funny thing about John Wall is I feel, like, I feel like there wasn't as much backlash against John Wall and just him, you know, deciding to collect his uh, – how much was it last year? $47 million. Uh, $47 million to, to not play basketball last year. Partly because – it felt so over the top when Colin Coward was going after him back in the day that everybody has this reflexive, like, okay, don't pick on John Wall because Colin Coward was, like, coming out of left field with a lot of the nonsense he was saying about John Wall. And nobody wants to admit that maybe, like, when Colin Coward said that John Wall doesn't make his teammates better like Draymond Green was. Nobody, including myself, wants to concede that maybe Colin Coward had a point. Right. That maybe, that maybe he was onto something there. This is, this is the, this is a, this is a dangerous place to be. Yeah. When all of a sudden, that's, it's the same how all of a sudden people started taking up for Barry Bonds because they hate the Yankees so much. You can't, uh, you, you turn yourself into a hypocrite. Dude. I think you got to concede that I think maybe Colin Coward had something he, there. Yeah, yeah. No, we've been, we have been noted cowherd critics over the last couple of weeks, but we got to call a spade a spade. Sometimes he's right on things. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, the, the business of the NBA fascinates me because a lot of these guys, like Russell Westbrook winds up with the Jazz. And now, you know, you read now, like, it's, it's pretty much a given. He's never going to play for them. They're just going to pay him the rest of his contract and he go pick a team he wants to go to. Like the buyout market. Russell Westbrook, John Wall, um, uh, Patrick Beverly, they're all going to teams that, like, Patrick Beverly got traded yesterday, I think, to Orlando. Like, and it's just this whole thing, like, nope, he'll probably won't, probably won't play for them. He'll just get bought out and he can go pick a playoff team he can go play for. Like, it feels like you're, like, at a new playground or something. Yeah. And are just kind of sorting things out yeah. to where, like, you don't even, I don't you know. Or a new school just got formed, and nobody really knows who the good players are or anything, so you're just kind of feeling it all out. Right, right. Out. Charter school. <laughs> buyout, <Yeah>. guys. <laughs> Magnet school. All right. Uh, Peyton Pendergast. So you're up to speed now on all the, uh, the, the, the Rockets bugabaloo going on right now with uh, John Wall. He's a, he's a Houston Rocket, at least in name right now. Um, the Texans last night. They did get some hardware at the NFL Honors. Uh, they got some some significant hardware. At least on this show, we see it as significant. Um, so we will uh, we'll get to that. We'll start to dig into the Super Bowl as well this weekend. Chiefs and the Eagles. Um, we'll dig into that matchup. Uh, Brooks Cabina is going to join us in the seven o'clock hour. Stay there. You're listening to Payne and Pendergast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents... Payne and Pendergast. Second and five from the 22. Pierce again over the middle. 20. Breaks a tackle. 15. 10. Gang tackled inside the five. Does he stay on his feet? He does down to the two-yard line. What a run by Damian Pierce. Got out of trouble again and again until Cisco brings him down. First and goal, Texans. Yes. Got out of trouble by murdering people with his body, Damian <laughs> Pierce. <laughs> He's, uh, his body's a registered weapon. Right. Can we do that? Can we get that done, Harris County? Yeah, can we? Somebody, uh, you know what? I feel like that's something we could have done like 30 years ago. The HPD would have, uh, you know, declared him a a deadly weapon. Deadly weapon. Yeah. In the now in these current times, it's just the 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 police department doesn't want to do anything that's going to possibly look like like oh I can't believe you guys are taking this. Yeah. Cavalierly. Yeah. Different time for sure. yeah. Sorry, sorry, Damian Pierce. You're going to have to just go on without your body being officially a deadly Right. Weapon. I want to walk around in public with Damian Pierce so people can be like, oh, you guys uh, you guys, buddies, your friends? Like, no, open carry law. It's my weapon right here. <laughs> Either that or Damian Pierce just goes full Texas. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And it's just like, hell yeah, I'm a registered weapon. I'm a deadly weapon, just like all these other ones <laughs> that I got. I can't wait. And to then be- just go shoot like Yosemite Sam. Yeah. <laughs> just go okay. shooting off into I'm the Putting distance. a pin in this idea and asking him about this in the postgame next year. <laughs> Uh, so that was Damian Pierce against the Jags in week five. We all remember that run, and it was immortalized last night at the NFL Honors. We talked about this earlier this week. It was one of three runs that was up for angry run of the year. The award, a golden scepter. Here's what it sounded like last night at the NFL Honors award show. This was Kyle Brandt of Good Morning Football, who does a great job with this feature every week, the angry runs feature. where it's, He gets you know, a little bit. I get nervous for him. Yeah, he sounds he's like, like he's about to have a heart attack. Yeah, like he's in good shape, but he he sounds like a fat guy going upstairs when he does this segment because he's like he's animated the whole time and he's screaming and yelling like he's trying to sell you a sham wow. Yeah. And yes. it's uh, it's kind of crazy. It is. It's yeah. an infomercial. It is. So uh, here he was running out onto the stage last night to intro- to introduce the award. Good evening, honors. We just saw something beautiful on the stage, and it's time to do something fun every week. Every year I crown the NFL's angriest runner and baddest mother, and I send them this. This is a scepter. This is an angry scepter. All the cool kids got one. Josh Allen's got one. Derrick Henry has a closet full. Quinn and Williams, A.J. Brown, you name it. And someone in the house is getting one right now, tonight. Honors, are you ready? All right, so that was him, and they were ready. He introduced Rashad White. Tampa Bay, week 10, he stiff-armed, pie-faced the Seattle Seahawks. It was very impressive. And then the next finalist was our very own Damian Pierce. And our next finalist, Damian Pierce. Damian Pierce. His first name is a devil. His last name is a verb. And he unleashed all of them on the entirety of Duval County. This is a disgusting run that I think is still going on. 
This dude is still picking teal out of his teeth. You are a bad dude. This, this, this award about anger. I love you. I love you, Damian Pierce. That's my man. All right. So, and just to set the visual, Wait, was I pre- that the actual? Was he giving him the? Award no, he was introducing just, him as a just finalist. Introducing him as he the, was okay. literally. I, I did a bad job setting up the visual. He literally was on stage with the scepter, introducing the award. Then he went out into the crowd where each of these yeah. three guys were sitting. They were all sitting on the aisle. Yeah, stood next to them with the scepter while the video was playing, like hyping up. Damien was just sitting there with that big Georgia (laughs) grin on his face, just laughing the whole time. It was great. So so he he introduced Damien Pierce, and then third was Najee Harris. Najee was having none of it. He just kept his face straight. And Kyle Brandt's like asking him a question, like, Najee, were you angry during that run? And Najee's like, Sure. And Kyle Brandt's like, sure, I'll take sure. Yeah, so. Um, Freaking white people. <laughs> so, so here, so he introduced all three, Rashad White, Damian Pierce, yeah. and uh, Najee Harris. So here's Kyle Brandt announcing the winner is. The winner of the angry run of the year and the golden scepter is my man, Damian Pierce from the Houston Texans. The Texans get a win. Wield it! Wield it, David! Take your feet! (laughs) This is my man! Wield it! We love him! We respect him! And we fear him! Damian Pierce, angriest runner of the year! Let's go to my childhood idols, Emma Smith and Barry Sanders! Boom! Wield it! Dude, he like walked up and took a knee. He like genuflected and handed, he did like the two handed handing of the scepter to him. Like he, did, he didn't heard. hand it to him like he was passing a baton. He held it like it was like it was 180 degrees, you know, like hold, yeah. holding it lightly with two yeah. hands. Like a sword, yeah. Like yes, yes, a sword. like a sword. Yeah. That's right. That's, oh, my God. I've never heard, like, wield used quite like that before. That's awesome. Wield it! Wield <laughs> it! It was really good. It was, uh, honestly, like, usually... And I like over the top stuff like that. Yeah. I like you know because now I'm a big time WWE fan. That's right. Uh, these days, it, but uh, like even when he does it on when he does it in his studio show, it's a little bit out of place because nobody else on that show is like a Michael Irvin type of personality or anything. So it feels a little out of place doing it there uh, in front of everybody. It sounds a lot more. It sounds right. Yeah. Sounds oh right. yeah. And he's running around. He, and it's Seth. He has on the same outfit he wears to do it during the show. Oh, a t-shirt. He had on and a t-shirt the, uh, and the black jeans. Yeah, like yeah. So it wasn't him in a tux up there acting like a maniac. Like he was literally in his Angry Runs uniform that he wears. No, those, dude, I bet that scepter. We'll have to ask Damian Pierce that. Those unique awards, like yeah, well, I told you my my Ed Block Courage Award that is that pewter helmet. It's the coolest like, it's, thing ever, man. It's unique and it's really really cool. And yep. it's uh, partly because it's unique. It doesn't just look like something from the trophy shop. So yeah, I bet the scepter. I bet those guys really uh, like the scepter. A and then B, it's a pretty cool award. Yeah, like, we used to have that. Like T-shirts are big when you get like a weekly award. And I remember on defense one year we had some kind of. It was a award for basically, like, the most physical game, like the guy that had the most, like, physically impressive, just dominating plays. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, a badass, like, Skeletor-looking thing in a football uniform. Um, it was, like, a black T-shirt with this, this. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Like, you got excited when you got it, that thing. It was, uh, it, was, it was a nice thing to have in the closet. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Hey, um, the, it felt like a little bit of a shot at the Texans. Hey, Ben, can you play the one where he announces the winner again one more time? You don't have to play the whole thing. I'll cue you down. The winner of the angry run of the year and the golden scepter is my man, Damian Pierce from the Houston Texans. 
the Texans get a win. Okay, right there. Oh, oh, The Texans oh. get a win. The hell? Hey, we had like three of them. Hey, man, All we right, had dude. one too many in the eyes of some. Yeah, pay attention, why don't you? Yeah. We're 1-0 in our last one game. That's right. <laughs> we wanted to go 0-1. Yeah. We, we, we win when we're not even trying to. We're not even trying to win, yeah. except they were. Yeah. But so uh, it was, yeah. yeah. So yeah, back Shouldn't off a little bit. Yeah, yeah. All we're doing is stacking up Ws these That's days, it, man. That's we won it. the off season, mm-hmm. which is something that every football coach will tell you you're not too, uh, you're not supposed to do. You don't get any. You don't get a trophy for winning the off Dude, season. They yeah, are winning the off season right now, though. <laughs> I know there's been no draft choices made. I know there's been no free agency moves made. Not even any yeah. trades that have been agreed to yet. So right now, if the offseason were a thing, if it were a yeah. race of 32 runners, the Texans have taken the early lead. The firing of D'Amico. It is a good thing to say. Like, you know, you don't get credit. For, you, don't, you, don't, you don't win a championship in the offseason or whatever. I, I don't know. Like, but, but what they're really trying to say is that, like, you can't really make that award until the end of the season. Yeah. You don't know. Of course. You don't know who had the best offseason until the season really right. gets underway. Yep. Kind of like the Nobel Prize is awarded like 30 years after somebody does something. Because you're like, oh, wow, this thing you did, that, that, that this whole penicillin thing, turns out it was kind of a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> you know, dude, Here you go. Yeah. Um, as far as like D'Amico goes, by the way, D'Amico won assistant coach of the year, so that's good. We're going to claim that one. Um, D'Amico is our, our penicillin. He, he, he's a, be. It's like discovering penicillin. You're going to be like, okay, people won't know exactly quite what they have until all of a sudden, boom, uh, live saved, games won. They, um, they are cranking out so much content on the Texans' website with D'Amico, like different YouTube videos and stuff. Like They have episode three of his first two. They're doing a series of his first two days on the job, yeah. and they put out episode three sometime in the last day or two. I just saw it last night. And it's basically following him around. They, they, they follow him into him going into his office for the first time. Yeah, it says yeah, D'Amico yeah. next to the door. Yeah. And they, they have him, they, they're with him uh, while he's doing an interview with Rich Eisen. They're with him while he's at some, looks like a private function for maybe high level season ticket holders or sponsors. He's there with the McNairs and with Nick and with Greg Grissom answering questions. And all I could think is I'm watching this, I'm like. <laughs> I'm glad D'Amico is such an agreeable person. I'm trying to picture them doing this type of series with Bill O'Brien. <laughs> like, O'Brien was pretty open to, uh, well, for a while there, I guess he was pretty open to doing whatever he used to be told him to do. He was kind of his, uh, yeah. he, was, he was trying to let, it's a shame with that whole dynamic, the misjudging of Easterby and what he could be used for because O'Brien was for a while reportedly, uh, like for, from talking to people over there, like whatever Easterby said to do, like O'Brien was like, okay, cool. That's a, like, you know, like he had a certain amount of mental space cleared up by allowing Easterby yes. to handle stuff. So, like, if Easterby had told him to do, like, hey, look, I think you should be devoting this amount of time to media that'll help for this, that, the other, I feel like he would have done it. Like, he just, he was, um, it was, uh, it was just the, the, a matter of just kind of trying to not overthink. Try to make things as automatic as possible in the areas where you, you don't want to be wasting energy thinking about it. Pre-2018, O'Brien would have been kind of okay with being followed around. To an, to an extent. I mean, they're really following D'Amico around a lot. It's been awesome yeah. to see. Like, it's cool to watch. Um, I just I don't know how I would do with a camera following me around all day long. Um, but post-2018, 2019, O'Brien, I'm pretty sure I, that might not have worked. <laughs> He's stressed out. He's, yeah. yeah, I don't think it would have worked. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't want to. I, I think that for the most part, you got to remember too. I don't think D'Amico's actually doing a whole bunch of stuff. It's just that they've, you know, they've turned, they've, they've taken content 
uh, and turned it. They've taken a lot of raw content and turned it into other, uh, other turned stuff. these YouTubes, yeah. Don't worry, D'Amico's a head coach, not a YouTube creator. Right, He's right, not like, right. Yeah. D'Amico's not up, you know, editing editing shorts and yeah. everything for his like hey we need to repurpose this into yes. instagram now he's uh i think he's just being a football coach it's just there are cameras around yeah. and then there you have it i see him dancing on tiktok i'll start to get worried but for now i think it's just uh you're right it's just happenstance right now um they they gave out some awards not no big surprises patrick mahomes mvp brian dayball coach of the year i'm looking at this the favorites all pretty much won the awards the jets won both offensive and defensive rookie of the year that's a hell of a draft class right there. Garrett Wilson won Offensive Rookie of the Year. Sauce, which is amazing considering who was playing quarterback there. Um, Sauce Gardner, Defensive Rookie of the Year. Texan fans, I'm sure, will have some things to say about that. Dak Prescott won the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. Oh. Um, that's a, an award. J.J. Watt won that award a few years ago. But Yeah, Dak won some other award, uh, basically kind of community service-based last night, too, not from the NFL directly. So uh, good for you, Dak Yeah, Prescott. good job. Good job, Dak Prescott. We'll um, go back to th- trashing you tomorrow, but good job. Good the, job. Now, stuff, yeah. is some of the luster taken off of the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award based on the news about 2020 Walter Payton Man of the Year Award winner Russell Wilson yesterday? This uh, this revelation that only twenty four percent of money raised was going to the actual charities. Yeah, themselves. yeah. His Why Not You Foundation. Why not you? Yeah. Why not me? Right. Take some of this money. Yeah. And use what was the other seventy five percent used on? That was what I was curious about. Sean. Administrative costs. A Administrative. Pay, well, a bunch a bunch of it was paying salaries for three employees of the charity. Okay, who are the employees? I don't know. It didn't say in the okay. article I was looking All right. at. All right. Yeah, that's All that's right. that sketch. And just for for a frame of reference, because yeah. I looked this up before, I'm going to go throwing shade at Russell Wilson. He's very easy to throw shade at. Yeah. When I see that 76 percent of every dollar is actually going to things that aren't charity related. Yeah. I got to go see what a normal number is. And I went and I googled and I read some articles. Yeah. It looks like if you're at if your administrative costs is at anything more than like thirty cents on the dollar, that's yeah. considered high. Yeah, He's at yeah. seventy six cents on the dollar. I was just curious. I used to in high school. I had to do some research. Well, like I had, I had to learn some of this because I was doing research for like which charities we wanted to donate to for for an organization we were yeah. in, and um, I remember that. But then I also remember that like if you you got you know there's different ways to massage it, and I was curious if maybe. With Russell Wilson, if somebody was like taking not the normal official charity numbers and instead saying like, okay, well they took in, if you if you bring in like two hundred thousand at a gala, but like th- only thirty thousand of it actually goes to the charity because you have to pay performers or something or, and caterers, like that's that's not that would be sketchy reporting on the part of what these guys the the media reporting it. Yep. it sounds like this is more based on the normal numbers. They he's paying. He's paying people a lot of salary to raise not that much money. In 2020, okay. the year in which he won the Walter Payton Man of the Year, in 2020. Yeah. Now, keep in mind, that's COVID year as well, for whatever that's worth. But $257,000 went to charitable activities. $548,000 went to salary and employee benefits. Okay, yeah, that's... Uh, that's tough. It's not a lot of bang for your buck for no, what it's you're not. For. No, it's not. And yet, it's not illegal, right? No, no. It's, it's not... Um, no, it's not it's illegal. A, it's something, everybody, if you're donating to a charity, you can go, this stuff's all public information. As a couple of our listeners have pointed out, the gold standard is 10% administration cost. Yeah, that's the, the I, I'm looking at an article yeah. that, it, that it, says, here are the best ones to donate to. Like, yeah. American Red Cross is number one. They have 9% 
administrative expenses. So in terms of that, at least, it's yeah. the best. For, for large charities. Right. Now, for smaller charities, it depends. I think there's, you know, it, it, I guess it all depends on where they are in the growth cycle. Like, if you have grand plans for how much money you're going to raise, but you're in the infancy of the, of the, of the charity. It's like you a might startup. Spending, you, might have, you might have hired a couple of pros to come in and work. Yeah. I think with the amount of money that Russell Wilson is making, um, and for as long as he's had his foundation, yeah, that seems messed he's up. He's got 12 like, bathrooms <laughs> in his house. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't seem like, oh, we're just a startup foundation, and we've, we, we've had to buy these. You know, we've had to, we've had to acquire some new employees, but the, the money's just around the corner. Yeah, I'm not buying it between him and Sierra that they had to spend 75% on administrative costs. I'm sure there's some of you, like two of you maybe, who are like, boy, you guys sure are hating on Russell Wilson. He doesn't deserve this. He still did raise that money for all these different causes or whatever. You know what the easiest thing to do to wash that taste out of your mouth is? Idiot. Is to, li- <laughs> is to listen to Russell Wilson's voice. Here was Russell Wilson on his 2020 Walter Payton Man of the Year nomination video. When I accepted the Vince Lombardi Award of Excellence earlier this year, I told the audience that I dreamed that football would take me as far as I could go. But I never thought. I get to impact as many kids, raise millions of dollars, and bring resources to so many. I think back to my dad, and my dad used to always tell me, son, why not you? Now I wake up every day enthused and inspired Dude. to impact people's lives. Dude, we so need I challenge to- you with this thought. Gotcha. Why not you? Okay. Why not us? Yeah, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Um, oh, man. Dude, it just, hit, it? It, just, it just dawned on me. Just listening to it without looking at the video, yeah. he remember we were talking about Don Laprie a couple of months ago, the guy, tiny classified ads, oh, and yeah, you yeah. can become a millionaire just yeah. like I did from my one-bedroom apartment. Yeah. Russell Wilson sounds like he is selling you a get-rich-quick scheme at 2 in the morning while you are wasted eating, eating Cheetos and tacos. Like, what is... Um... His delivery is, is just so annoying. It's just everything feels phony all the time. Yes. Huh? It just everything feels contrived and fake and like he's he feels like a like a wooden child like a he's a a, a, a marionette. Yes. Right? Yeah, no, yeah. Ben, just play the very beginning again of this. I love this part too. Just the very beginning. When I accepted the Vince Lombardi Award of Excellence earlier this year, I told okay, the done. audience. Oh, yeah. What the hell is that? Done. He's, he's award dropping? When I like, re- what the he hell? Had re- he had to what remind you. Hell? He had to remind you that it was an award of excellence. He couldn't just say when I accepted the Vince Lombardi Award earlier this year. That would have been fine. When I accepted the Vince Lombardi Award of excellence. <laughs> Wait, and it was, he, he was referencing that award as he's accepting this award? Yes. Oh, my God. Yes, he was saying, oh, like, I, like I said in my speech for this other award that I won. <laughs> dude, he's the worst. He's the worst. He walks around with his Yelp reviews, man. Oh. What the hell? Oh, God. How do you? Honestly, uh, I, I, I don't understand how you trade for that guy. I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand. Trade, Seth, trade for him and then choose to spend the next five years very expensively with him. Honestly, think about how idiotic this notion that somehow Russell needs to spend more time with his teammates was. Like, that that's somehow the issue. Dude. Like, that Russell has gotten too far removed from his yeah. teammates. As if that's his choice and his choice alone. My God, There's man. probably a rule that if oh. somebody dies, their dead money doesn't count against the cap. So if he gets yeah. killed and murdered by his teammates then they can get out from underneath the contract. So that's the thing to do is have him spend more time with his teammates. They'll realize how really annoying he is, and then three of them will just 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 kill him with their bare hands. You know, yesterday we 
we tried to figure out, okay, let's think about this. Who's, who, who do we think is probably a better leader, Pat Mahomes or Jalen Hurts? So we asked our military people, like, okay, which of these guys would be better, like, in, in ROTC? Yeah. And, like, in a landslide, all of our military people said, oh, yeah, Jalen Hurts by far. Right. Like, okay, how about Jalen Hurts versus Russell Wilson? Russell Wilson would be – they'd strap him down to a bed and beat him with sacks of soap. Yes. They just wouldn't uh, – they'd, they'd gomer pile him. Yeah, no. It wouldn't even be close. He'd, ne- he'd never see the battlefield. <laughs> Guys would be bumping into each other on their way to roll a grenade under his cot. They'd be like, oh, excuse me, sorry, I didn't realize you were on your way to do it already. Guys are like, kicking are you the sure? one grenade. Guys I are got kicking. like an extra grenade from last week. Do you? Okay. <laughs> Dude rolls a grenade under his bed. Guy rolls over and kicks it out and rolls his own. No, it's my grenade. It's going to kill him, not yours. Why not us? Oh, oh. Not us. <laughs> hey, fellas, I know Sarge has been tough to us lately. When I was but this is what we got to do. Accepting? we got to get up early tomorrow. This is what I suggest we do. Oh I say God. we get up early and, and scramble some eggs for, uh, for the drill sergeant before he comes in. Okay. <laughs> J.J. Watt. J.J. This is a good segue, actually, because J.J. Watt, former man of the year as well back in 2017. J.J. Um, Watt took some similar criticism early in his career about his social media methods and things like that. He sat down. He was on the Pardon My Take podcast with the Barstool guys. And he actually addressed that and had a great answer for why he's become kind of more self-aware on social media. He had a lot of fun things to say on this podcast. We'll get to J.J. Watt next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 